I'm WSB's Clark Howard. From Cobb to Cherokee. Carol to Gwinnett. Fulton to Forsyth. All the Metro 11. You'll get severe weather. A traffic riddler. Breaking news. Breaking news immediately. Accurate. From the WSB 24-hour Breaking News Center. WSB. Depend on it. Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America. Since Ferguson and the task force that we put together, we have seen too many instances of what appears to be police officers uh, interacting with individuals, uh, primarily African-American, often poor, uh, in ways that raise troubling questions. And it comes up, it seems like, once a week now, or once every couple of weeks. And so I think it's pretty understandable why the leaders of civil rights organizations, uh, but more importantly, moms and dads across the country might start saying this is, this is a crisis. What I'd say is uh, this has been a slow rolling crisis. This has been going on for a long time. Now, Jamie Dupree with the latest breaking news from our nation's capital. Jamie Dupree, the most connected man in Washington. Hey, Sean, how you doing? You notice what the president, he does this every time, says the right thing about the thugs and the rioters, what they but do. But then is, he adds something that you don't like. But he's very skillful, actually, in this, having done the the obligatory obvious and stating the obvious. Then he'll spend most of his time and attention on, on what's wrong with society and what's wrong with cops. It's like that's the narrative he's drawn to. And for political reasons, you know, all right, whatever. He doesn't defend the rioters, but he does seek to spin the storyline that leads people to think that, you know, every one of these incidents is racially motivated or somehow connects it to uh, society, inequalities, income inequality. And, and speaking of a deeper racism in America, which is basically what, Eric Holder once said, we're a nation of cowards on race. That, it, every single time, it's so predictable. Well, it's certainly the area where this uh, the riot sort of started yesterday. I mean, if you look back historically, it's an area where the 1968 violence uh, hit in some of those same areas, the riots in Baltimore uh, that we had there. It's an area that has struggled ever since. And we heard a city councilman yesterday in Baltimore say, you know, we don't want a repeat of 1968. And uh, I, I, you know, I sort of I came to the same kind of thought about the president's remarks today. He spoke for almost 14 minutes in answering one question at this joint news conference with the Japanese prime minister. And he did, as you noted, he called uh, the people behind the violence criminals and thugs. As, as that soundbite you played, he called the issue of police misconduct a slow rolling crisis. You know, this, isn't, this is an area, though, that has. That has it both ways because it has, you know, white police officers arresting young blacks, but it also has black police officers arresting young African-Americans. So in many ways, this area of Baltimore suffers from very high unemployment, not much economic growth and a lot of troubles that have been there and and been a problem since, well, well before. And, and they really can't blame Bush for this, Kenny, considering he got his stimulus. He's taken on nearly he'll double the debt of every other president before him combined. It's not for a lack of money that we have not poured uh, literally trillions of dollars over the years, starting from the Great Society onwards. Uh, no, and certainly Baltimore City is no haven for the Republican Party either, let's face it. I mean, well, it, it yeah, I mean, this was, these were the comments that were made. I mean, this is liberalism on steroids. It's a, it's a, a majority-minority political town and city, a majority-minority police force, and still people are trying to make allegations that somehow this is racially motivated. My, my well, sure, politics, uh, that's, um, that doesn't surprise me a bit that that's going to happen. There's going to be finger But it's pointing. irresponsible. 
I mean, when the when the mayor of that city went out there on Saturday and said that, well, she's giving space to the rioters to destroy and didn't take up the governor's offer for the National Guard and didn't make preparations for what happened last night. I mean, the looting and the burning and and the destruction of property and police uh, being injured and rocks and boulders being thrown at them and and cop cars burned and and then police told to retreat. When did police retreat? Obviously, uh, Governor Hogan, the new governor of Maryland, had made some efforts to get ready, not only with the National Guard, but then it was announced today that uh, a bunch of New Jersey state uh, police will be coming down, uh, courtesy of Governor Christie. Yeah, lucky who, them. Do you yeah, want to uh, go he, into that? That what's becoming a war zone? I don't. Well, there's a lot of local police that have been going there too, from counties all over Maryland as well. Uh, Christie was supposed to be doing a fundraiser, I believe, on Friday with the governor of Maryland, but they have decided to postpone that. Uh, while uh, these New Jersey state uh, troopers are going to be here, I think, for at least 72 hours. Listen, now the Baltimore Orioles are going to play before an empty stadium. Now the Yeah, that's the- sort of weird, isn't that? I mean, I, I guess I get it. Uh, there is a stadium just down the road here in D.C. where you could play. There's a lot of bad blood between the ownership of the Washington Nationals and the Baltimore Orioles on a number of things, so maybe that's one reason they didn't do it. But certainly you could have had the game just down the road in D.C. and have a lot of people come in and, be able to watch the game instead of uh, uh, in front of an empty stadium. I, I don't know what the right answer is because you, you open up a stadium and I, I don't know. I don't know. I think you could open it. I, I agree because if you have a big event like that, it could be a draw for people to, to cause some trouble. So that's why I look and at what it with if people a, start, you know, lighting fires in the stands sure. or start looting the stores inside the stadium. Well, that's why you could have it down here. I mean, it's just uh, the, the Nationals are out of town and they could have had uh, games yeah, here and had point. no problem at all. Um, well, I guess we're going to see what happens tonight. I suspect that it'll be less violent, but I, I, I don't expect that people are just going to walk away and we're not going to see anything happen tonight. Yeah, just, and you and I both know how little it takes to light a fire on some of these things, you know? Why does the president always have this inclination to just go out there and, and make these statements? Look, the president was wrong on the Cambridge police acting stupidly. That led to the beer summit. He was wrong on Trayvon Martin and George Zimmerman. He, he was wrong in the Michael Brown Ferguson case. Now he's wrong in this case, in this sense. Now, we don't know what happened to this young man, Freddie Gray. I think the family deserves answers. The city deserves answers. We don't know why he ran from the police, nor do we know what, how he incurred this injury. Nobody knows. I don't and think it's the all president's speculation. Been, I don't think the president's been as, um, as specific on this one as on the others, unless I've missed it. I don't think he's... Uh, the other ones he definitely got out front a little more on, but I don't think on well, this one. Well, he's talking about we need to do some soul searching, and it seems to me that he's he's always stoking some type of of tensions. He's talking about social conditions and early education. What does early education have to do with, with a guy running away from the cops, and maybe the cops acted inappropriately in the end? We don't know, but why does the constitutional lawyer not wait for the evidence to come in and withhold judgment. That's my criticism. Well, uh, again, I didn't think he'd uh, he'd judged the police on this one, but uh, I, I may have missed it. But I think more than anything, to me, it just listening to him today and knowing that area of Baltimore and knowing how much it suffered in the 60s and in the riots in 68 and since then and has not really taken a big leap forward, I can understand why the president talked about in terms of economics and education today because there has not been, there's been lots of efforts to try to spur new growth and get things changed but it's been very slow going i mean i don't think most people realize how bad the damage was in both baltimore and in dc here in 1968 in the aftermath of of the assassination of dr king and we've had uh, neighborhoods that are still 
recovering, still haven't been fully rebuilt from the 1968 riots that are less than a mile from the Capitol building itself. I, I mean, it's it, it is it is taken. And that's why I watched last night. And you just sort of think about how much uh, the destruction like that can undermine the economic growth in the future of a certain area, as we've seen here in D.C. and in Baltimore, too. Jamie, the saddest part of that is you're right. And they just had on Fox News and I was watching a woman whose business was burned to the ground last night. If you remember after Ferguson, all those minority business owners in Ferguson, I brought into New York. I put them in my tele- television studio and interviewed them. All their hopes, all their dreams, all their money, everything that they invested, their blood, their sweat, their tears went up in flames in Ferguson. What's so outrageous in this case is they had every indication that there would have been trouble and they allowed this to happen. They failed the people of Baltimore as Baltimore was burning last night and the police are told to stand down. You know, and I, I think it was, it was fun. I was watching CNN for a little while last night. I was, I was flipping around the channels. Yeah, that's and, always uh, a waste of time, by the way. Jeffrey Why aren't you Tubin, watching? Go ahead. Jeffrey Tubin was uh, saying something about how outrageous it was that the police weren't doing enough. And all I could think was, well, what if the police had come down really hard and started shooting all kinds of people and really cracking but, heads? But no, there, there's another option there. And that is, if you remember going back when we were on the air yesterday, that was, was the time we were reporting on the boulders and everything else being hurled at the police officers. And at that point in time, they have other options. They have pepper spray. They have tear gas available to them. They have, they have crowd disbursement techniques that they ought to be well-versed in, and none of them were being used. And, and if you watch, you never well, see they did police use pepper in retreat. Spray. They yeah, but they're very little. Spray. There was very they little used tear gas. Very little. No, though. listen, there's the 2020 hindsight. I'm sure there'll be a full, the retreat thing will get a lot of attention and, and, and more, and, and certainly there. Here on the Hill today, there really wasn't that much being said about it by lawmakers. I mean, I think there's obviously the worry about it being so near uh, to D.C., uh, but looking at it more as uh, the state and local response more than anything else. Let me let me move on. There's another big story today that we I, I've been talking about, but I haven't had enough time to dig into because there's been a lot of conflicting reports all day about how the Pentagon confirmed that the Iranian Revolutionary Guard seized a cargo ship registered to the Marshall Islands. Apparently, it has a U.S. flag ship. Evidently, there's two steps here. It's sort of confusing, and they, the the stories got conflated a little. So let's try to pull it apart. Evidently, the the Iranian Navy did sort of uh, uh, try to halt a U.S. flagged ship in the Straits of Hormuz or right near there. They backed off after a little while and then later fired warning shots and stopped a, a, a ship that's flagged by the Marshall Islands, with which we have a defense agreement. I don't know if it's a treaty, an agreement that if they ask for help, we help them. So there was a U.S. vessel involved, but it was never, quote unquote, seized by the Iranians at any point in time. They sort of tried to delay it and then backed off, and we had two of our uh, destroyer and our aircraft carrier fairly close by, as well as some air support as well in the area. Uh, what does that mean? Do we know what the uh, the latest update is? Because what I've been reading is the Iranian Navy seized the ship uh, at the request of the Iranian Port Authority under a court order. The seizure seizure happened with tensions obviously very high. U.S. defense officials said that the ship was seized in the Straits of Hormuz and was under control of the Iranian Revolutionary Guard. We apparently were sending a one of our 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 big fleet ships there. To, yep. To to provide innocent passage. Like I said, we're we're watching, but supposedly there's been no official request by the Marshall Islands for us to do anything militarily about it. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's so. What do we do then? 
Oh, from from what the Pentagon has put out and what I've read is we're there with ships, we're there with air cover, we're watching, and then we go forward and see what happens from there. Wow, unbelievable. Uh, all right, some of the other news we have. Hillary starts her fundraising for 2016. Tell us about that. Yeah, she's got three events there in New York today. You still have time to get to the last one. In fact, you can write a check, uh, I think, upwards of 50 grand today if you, you want you, to the what, Super PAC. What, what drugs are you on today? What are you taking <laughs> in, the, in Washington? What, what, do they get, what do they put in your tea? Uh, the, she'll give a speech tomorrow to students at Columbia University, evidently. So there will be uh, an open uh, open remarks, but I don't know if there'll be any Q&A or anything like that. Did you read that list on Vox today of all the different groups that contributed not only to the Clinton Foundation, but also registered as lobbyists with the State Department during the same time that Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State. Yeah. It's 181 different organizations, both big companies like Coca-Cola and others and foreigners, foreign uh, entities. And it's really interesting because, again, it just sort of raises those issues of appearance. There's nothing that looks like there's a legal going on. But if you're giving money to the Clinton Foundation and you're lobbying the State Department while Hillary Clinton is the Secretary of State, it's just one of those Washington political things that seems like it might cause some trouble down the road. Yeah, you think? And in a pretty big way, right? Yeah. Well, it's look, lots of, you know, lots of details and lots of questions to be asked, certainly. What about the NFL is going to give up their special federal tax break? Yeah, this has been something that uh, Republicans and, and uh, lawmakers have been after for a few years. Member Senator Tom Coburn of Oklahoma had been talking about this for a while. The NFL was able to organize its it's a it's central office as a tax exempt organization to take advantage of a tax break that the Congress had given it back in the 40s in World War II. And there'd been threats to strip that for a while. I think the PGA, the LPGA uses it. Uh, Major League Baseball gave it up a few years ago. There's a few other sports that use it. But the NFL decided to stop using that tax break. The commissioner saying today it had become a distraction. All right, Jamie Dupree, the most connected man in Washington. Sir, you're a great American. See you, Sean. And thank you for joining us. We'll check in with you tomorrow. Well, full coverage of tonight's events in Baltimore, 10 Eastern, on the Fox News Channel. Uh, now, the U.S. Attorney's Office charged a former Alabama Senior Living Center employee with using the identity of a resident with dementia to steal more than $300,000 from that resident's bank and credit accounts. And according to the woman's plea agreement, her fraud included writing more than $70,000 in unauthorized checks to herself and using one of the victim's credit cards for expenses, including, let's see, financing her own wedding, applying money to a prison account, making car payments, financial travel. Well, this is the new reality, the new world we live in of identity theft. Everything about you, even your bank records, is connected and stored on a cloud. And all it takes is one breach, one hack. Thieves have everything they need to take over your life. Now, that's why I have and you need LifeLock Ultimate Plus. LifeLock Ultimate Plus is the most comprehensive identity theft protection. It protects your identity, your bank, your retirement accounts, your good name, your credit cards, even the equity in your home. Get LifeLock Ultimate Plus. You need it in this day and age. Go to LifeLock.com slash Hannity. Use the promo code Hannity. You save 10% on your LifeLock Ultimate Plus membership. Our operators are standing by now. Get it up and going today. 800-440-4836. Mention my name. 800-440-4836. One more time. 800-440-4836 for LifeLock. We'll continue. Government's got problems. He's got solutions. America listens to The Sean Hannity Show.
News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB.